0: All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of This Week in College Football brought to you by CFB Talk Daily. Today is Monday and May 17th. Uh, like the last couple of weeks, there has been nothing really of uh, huge developments going on. We got some monster research coming your way uh, that, that we thought of. We're going to do some research. We're, gonna, we're now big number guys. So that's going to be our new analytics. Analytics. Sabermetric guys. Uh, so we, you guys definitely want to listen in for that. Nothing breaking, groundbreaking news, or well, some groundbreaking news, depending on who your favorite team is. Uh, so. One of the biggest events in college football in the last couple weeks uh, occurred. So, John, I know you have a timeline of these events. Uh, I'll let you start it open for us.
1: All right, well, uh, so the Zach Evans saga has come to an end. He's a five-star running back. Some people have said he's the most talented running back out of Texas since Adrian Peterson. And uh, he had a wild recruitment, I just want to break it down for you. Matt, I know you don't follow the recruiting as much as I do, so you'll probably be enlightened a little bit.
0: Um, well, I'm like with Zach Evans.
1: All right, so uh, crazy in February 8th, 2019. He is designated the number one overall prospect by ESPN. Um, he drops a top five of Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma. On uh, June 7th, one of his teammates commits to Alabama and says that he and Zach Evans are a package deal. Uh, in July 26, he uh visits Georgia officially. September fifth, twenty nineteen, things get interesting. Zach Evans misses a second game of the season for what's termed disciplinary reasons. Uh, his coach says we're working through some things, but we love him to death. He's a great teammate. And we're going to continue to work. He was also complaining. He was also reportedly planning to commit at this game, but did not. On September twentieth, twenty nineteen, he tweets, "I've decided." Then September twenty seventh. He has a huge game over LaPorte High School. Uh, October 26th, his LSU, nothing too big. Uh, December 1st, Zach Evans says he'll announce on December 4th where he's going into school. Uh, His top four are Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and A&M. December 3rd, he decides, I'm not deciding on December 4th anymore. Change the plans. I'm deciding at the Under Armour All-American game. December fourteenth, he attempts to graduate early. He so he has to take the ACT. He misses the majority of a state semifinal, and then comes back has a monster second half. He so he took the ACT like two hours away from where the game was, and then he drove to the game and played in the second half. Um. Then December nineteenth, he quietly signs his letter of intent with Georgia. Doesn't make it public. Um. December 21st, they have the their state title game, and Zach Evans is sent home the night before for violating team rules. So the reason he was sent home was because he would not give his phone to the coaches the night before the game, which is crazy. Um, so January 2nd, Under Armour American game comes around. They give, they put uh, Zach Evans on the spot, and he apologizes and says he is not going to commit apologizes for his mistakes, and he says he's not going to announce where he's signing, which is weird because he's already signed with Georgia. So, like, what's the holdup? January 7th, Georgia releases him from his national letter of intent. is no longer the top-ranked player in the class. Uh, January 17th, Evans visits Ole Miss. 24th, visits Tennessee. Uh, February 10th, he asks for a uh, highlight tape and edit. Uh, Then there's February 19th, he visits official visit for Florida. Then March 13th, the NCAA suspends in-person recruiting. And then May 11th, like two months after there's been any news, he enrolls at TCU, a school that was never linked to him, was never in his top five. Like, this was just so wild. And wasn't
0: this TCU's either first five-star or first five-star running back? First five-star ever. Yeah, he's their highest recruit. So even yeah, like every program, it's uncharted waters. Not only for the fact that TCU wasn't in on him up until he committed, but it's also like TCU isn't like a five-star home. Obviously, five stars has never gone there, so it's kind of weird. Like the whole situation is weird. The weirdest
1: part for me, be his, you have to watch it after this. I recommend anyone who's listening to us to go watch it. His ESPN video, his announcement at the Under Armour American Game. It looks like he's ready to commit, and then it's him and uh, Deion Sanders, and he goes, first and foremost, I just want to apologize to my college coaches for everything that's going on and what they're hearing. I really am a good kid. I came in, I learned from some professionals how to overcome adversity. I made some steeper decisions, and I'm ready to compete at the next level. Just imagine Kirby Smart watching that, expecting a commitment to Georgia because he's already signed to Georgia, and that's what he got. Yeah, like Their coaching staff was probably bamboozled.
0: Watch and anyone who listened to our uh, Mike Farrell interview, we talked about like the craziest recruiting, like stories and timelines. Well, I, I can imagine that this is probably has to be number one now because that was recorded, you know, a long time ago before this is before the saga ended. But at this point, I mean, this has been a legitimate roller coaster where it was commitment, uncommitment, commitment, silent commitment, and then boom, random school commitment.
1: Yeah. Rollercoaster is probably a good way to put that, honestly.
0: All right, so we're going to jump into our next topic, which actually relates to a tweet we sent back earlier in the week. Uh, was if you could um, start a school, uh, we had you can name it a head coach, but it had to be a coordinator, and you could bring in one freshman who, uh, who was a freshman last year to start your program around. Who would it be? So I'll let you start it off, Jerk. I know you probably have a, a huge list. Of what you'd want to do?
1: Uh, well, no, m- mine wasn't a huge list cause I want to keep this a little simple because I want to read some of the replies we got. Mm-hmm. So, originally I had it very in depth, like you said. And then I went and uh, I guess I dumbed it down a little bit just for myself. Okay. But, um, so, for me, my team was the Central Jersey Wildcats. Um, there's no Wildcats in New Jersey, but I think it's a cool name. So, we're the Central Jersey Wildcats. It was either that or the Central Jersey Indians. But I was thinking, because of the Redskins, people, like, find that offensive. So I went away from the Indians, went with the Wildcats. Um, so that would be my team in university. Now, who would I hire as a head coach? You can only use coordinators. So originally I was thinking, all right, well, I was going to go with Joe Brady, but he's in the NFL, and now he's not going to come coach the Central Jersey Wildcats. So I'm thinking Andy Avalos, which is Oregon's defensive coordinator, would be on the staff somewhere. And then also I would take, oh, I forgot my other coordinator. Well, who's your player? What, what you... Oh, my player was Jaden Daniels. Okay. Uh, I think quarterback's the most important position. I, it'd be hard for me not to take a quarterback. I was really thinking about Sam Howell, but I, I thought that was probably who you were going to take. So I said, let me go to the Pac-12, show Jaden Daniels some love. Um. So yeah, Avalos would be my head coach, So I I don't even need a coordinator. That's why I didn't think of one. That's all. It was just head coach.
0: So for mine, and it killed me to hear you say the name, because my school name was the Central Jersey Pork Rolls. Nice. So for all of our fans, our listeners who aren't from New Jersey, there's a huge debate on if Central Jersey exists. We are from Central Jersey, so we obviously say it does exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then... The second biggest debate in the state is if pork roll is considered pork roll or Taylor ham. And for some people who don't live in New Jersey or around here, don't even know what pork roll is. It's the greatest food item to be thrown on a breakfast sandwich. I'll just describe it as that. But that's yes, the, yes, the two biggest debates. So I'm putting the biggest debates into one school name in the state. So I felt that was really unique to the state. Like, there's no Wildcats in New Jersey. You know, come on. It's that's not, that's not unique. You know, I no, I'm putting pork roll in there, you know, making it really, uh, really hit the people where you know, right at home.
1: Well, I mean, you're making a statement with like your team you're name, making a <laughs> everything.
0: Uh, North Jersey and South Jersey, a Central Jersey, and your tail of ham is stupid. So yeah,
1: uh, it's a statement. I like it.
0: So my head coach, uh, it's going to be a tough pull, but when he sees the dominance that we're asserting on the rest of the state, like we're 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 going at our own people right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Like he has to know that, like we mean business. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a stretch because he's got himself a pretty nice gig going right now. I'm pretty sure you can guess who it is by the intro I've already given him. Is it Sean Gleason? No, it's it's Brent Venables. Oh, nice. He's coming in. He's gonna say, "I'm gonna, I'm the president of the school, obviously." He's gonna say, "Matt, I got myself a good job down here. My kids are here. You know, I'm, I, I'm pretty, my job is pretty safe." safe. Mm-hmm. Brent, Clemson's already done it. You know, you, you know, you're, you're peaked. Yep. You know, we're, we're, we're taking our own. We're so ruthless, we are taking our own. That's how we want our defense to run. And he's going to hear that, and he's going to come and be the head coach.
1: You know what? I like that, because, you know, that's you taking the state of Rutgers and turning it into the state of pork roll.
0: Exactly. And All right. what's going to be the biggest selling point is I'm going to show him the roster of one player who I was allowed to steal from another school who was a freshman. Oh, uh-huh. and- Defensive side of the ball, not Sam Howell. Defensive side of the ball, Derek Stingley Jr. is coming over. Oh, okay. See, now that's enticing because that would probably get Brett Venables excited. And he's gonna look And He's if I showed him Sam Howell, he's gonna be like, "Listen, buddy, you're giving me you're giving me an offense here. You know, I you know, I'm gonna bring in a guy to do my offense. I'm gonna run my defense. You know, but if I show him Derek Stingley, you know, not only did this kid play like you know an All American freshman, he was an All American." And this is a this yeah. is a program changer for the poor for the Central Jersey poor girls.
1: Oh, definitely a program changer because it's their first year. <laughs>
0: he's the first. Like, I mean, truthfully, anybody can <laughs> be a program changer. Yeah, but he's setting the bar.
1: Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, that's funny. I, I like the whole. You had this really thought out, and I appreciate that. Um, really so, funny. some of the replies we have from a uh, at Seabrick for Boyce said the South Henderson Institute of Technology. In Henderson, Nevada, to Las Vegas, just because, you know, just to make sure we knew where it was. The Gamblers, green and white, poker chip logo, and his head coach, same as mine, Andy Avalos. But he even included an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. In Ooh, David right. Yost and Jeff Halfway. And his quarterback is Hank Bachmeyer, the Boise State quarterback. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep reading a few of these. Um. so uh, Trey Cochran Scare University and he said all that matters is our colors are orange and black we're an independent and all our home games on Halloween we are on steroids we will play anyone anytime you have to pay us for the October 31st game though and he asked a few of his coaching buddies he'd uh, run the team with and uh, I said who's your player and it was, he's probably Freddy Krueger and I said I was thinking find a guy named Terry maybe a defensive tackle and market him as Scary Terry um then there was one more that i found pretty funny actually a few of them i could have been you that that was a good one but uh the last one that i want to read to you guys is uh probably jonathan jackson he said the university of northwest mascot gray wolf which that's that's pretty cool like gray wolf colors aurora blue and frost white i love detail so that's like yeah i'm sold you've got like a sheed and everything Head coach Brent Venables, his uh, offensive Great coordinators hit. Tony Elliott and uh, Dave Aranda is his defense coordinator. Then the uh, there's actually one more from Sportsmish, Detroit U Muscle. Head coach Brent Venables, offensive player Jaden Daniels, defensive player Dax Hill. So.
0: Oh, they were both sides of the ball. Yeah, they they
1: ditched the coordinator idea. They're like, no, 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 I just want a player from both sides. <laughs> we'll vote no coordinators. <laughs> coordinators actually. Yeah, we're going to call, they're going to call their own place. Don't
0: worry about it. All right. So, the next thing we're going to talk about is a little conversation me and John started. And then I said, you know what, hold it off until we get to the podcast because it's actually pretty interesting. And this is something I've talked to with like a a bunch of my buddies or my dad, I've even said it to. And in the last decade, uh, NC State has actually kind of, you know, very quietly and under the radar been like a QBU. They've, had a lot of good quarterbacks go on and have, you know, good careers in the NFL. So I wanted to me and John, we never really debated this yet, so I want to hear what he has to say about this and we're gonna get it out now.
1: Well for me it's not really a debate. Uh I don't think there's a definitive QBU. That's what I would say. A few schools could lay a claim to it, NC State being one of them, my other one at the moment would probably be Oklahoma because they have uh, Sam Bradford, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Landry Jones, who they have a, a lot of starts between them. Baker and Kyler are probably going to be around for a while. Um, so that's probably where I would go. Um, USC had a few, but it's been so long. I mean, they have Donald right now, but I don't see – I feel like Carson Palmer, Mark Sanchez, and Matt Castles, and Sam Donald don't really do much for me, so –
0: yeah, and like like you just said, there's a lot of schools who do have guys in the NFL who are playing you know, like, on a high level. But, I mean, if you look at, like, the NC State's guys, I me mean, I had it in front of me. I clicked off it on accident. Uh, you know, right off the list, you can go Phillip Rivers. You know, Philip Rivers has been in the league a while, had a very successful career. Uh-huh. Uh, Kobe Brissett is a guy who now is, you know, Colts getting the keys there, you know, taking over. Andrew Luck done a very good job in the NFL. Uh uh-huh. Obviously, probably the best of the group, Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. And then you know, Mike Glennon had a he played a couple of years in the league. He might still be playing. I don't follow the NFL as much as I follow college football. So. Uh,
1: I, I follow the NFL, and I don't know if Mike Glennon's still playing.
0: Um, I'm trying to, like, yeah. And Ryan you know, Ryan Finley just came out this year, so you know you don't know what You don't know what can happen with Ryan Finley. But like these are guys who have had good careers, good long careers in the NFL, especially Rivers. And Rivers has, like, 17 kids, too. I mean, that's a side note. It has nothing to do with quarterback, play. just thought that I'd bring that up.
1: There's probably, like, three or four schools that could lay claim to it. Because quarterbacks are such a weird one. It's not like where you put a few out every year and there's tons of them running around, you know. To be QBU with the NFL, like, it's going to take a while to build that reputation because there's a very limited amount of quarterback spots in the yeah. NFL.
0: Like, everyone talks about um, – The Ohio State defense that had, like, you know, a a shit ton of guys playing in the league. Like, you're never going to have three quarterbacks from the same team playing in the the NFL who, like, contributed in the same year. Like, you have guys like Mayfield and Kyler Murray, who, like, Kyler Murray was next in line for Baker Mayfield, and it was one year after another. Like, you're not going to have, like, five quarterbacks in the league at the same time. Like, you can have on defense be like, oh, he was on the defensive line. He was a linebacker, he was our corner, he was our safety, uh-huh. and they not played in the same year. It'll never happen like that. So that is a good point about quarterback.
1: Yeah, it's just a, it's just a rarity. Like, it, even the Baker feel like, the one-year difference is very rare.
0: Yeah. He
1: graduates as a senior and, like, a sophomore or a freshman that comes to mind, i like.
0: Like, the most common one's going to be, like, uh, like a Deshaun Watson, and, uh, and then you got to wait for Trevor Lawrence. And then mm. that's only two. And then, you know. Uh, what's that kid with the who came in? DJ Ugalawi. Yeah, I didn't know. How to say Ugo, it. Ugalawi, I don't know. How to say yeah, however he pans out. So even best case scenario, that's what three, six, nine. Yeah, that's three and nine years. Uh-huh. And if they're all good, you have to have a decade. And they can, you know, you can say, well, we got three all pros. That's ten years. You know, so Oklahoma has a different kind of case. We, you, you know, we all talk about that, but I, I, I think it's a really good point you're saying about the quarterback. I didn't even think about that, truthfully.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why I feel like QBU is a little bit harder of a claim.
0: Yeah. So actually, while we're talking, quarterbacks, uh, we will bring up there is another Tagovailoa who is making the news. It's not Tua. His brother, Tuala. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Yeah, I think it's just. Tualia? Uh, you know
1: what? The, the other. The... Tua 2. Tua 2. Yes. Yeah. We'll call him.
0: Other Tua. Tua 2. He he said he was transferred from Alabama. We had a couple people giving uh, takes on where he would go. I uh, saw so a lot of people were saying that it would make sense for him to go to what was it, Florida International, because they are in Miami, right? Yep. And you know we thought that makes sense, but it is now he is announced he transferred to Maryland. Tyrell Pegram is going to Western Kentucky. Maryland's lost three quarterbacks from the transfer portal this year, even though. One really was a walk-on, didn't really play much. And then Max Bortenschlager, uh, he really played a lot in 17, didn't play much last year. So obviously, two, two or two. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it. Two or two. Um, yeah. well, so he'll have to he's, – he's younger than two, right? Yeah. So he will have to sit, right?
1: Uh, he applied for a waiver, but yeah. He, as of now, he has to sit.
0: I uh, see. So, yeah, so assuming he has to sit next year, he'd be given the keys – uh, yes, I, I didn't realize that Maryland lost three quarterbacks to the class, and, and Maryland was kind of a weird land for me. For him,
1: I, uh, it, it wasn't for me, I don't know if you saw. I actually went against the grain and predicted that he'd end up at Maryland on Twitter five days before it happened.
0: Well, I saw you did predict that, and actually, one of our friends, like one of our friends, Trevor, texted me and said, Yo, John thinks Maryland, and I was like, Yeah, I, I don't know what's making him think Maryland, but he's thinking Maryland, and it, it was like he texted me that day that he ended up committing so i was like he I, I think he i answered him and then like two hours later he was like yeah i'm going to maryland and i was like hmm, that's crazy yeah so, so
1: i'll explain my thinking uh apparently the, one of the only reasons Tua and Tuala went to alabama was because of their relationship with mike Waxley. Mm-hmm. and if you look to his best year they won the national championship Mike loxley was the offensive coordinator so i think that what made me think he was going there was one: they have a whole at like, quarterback. It's a power five school, so that's a little better of a job than FIU. Like as a quarterback,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you're playing in the Big Ten, which is a national stage. Your brother he plays in the NFL, and now he's probably gonna come visit Washington or like the Northeast for like you know NFL games, away games. And uh, I just felt sure. that the family being with the family being with Loxley, I felt would be comfortable enough for him. Uh, look, my thing was everyone was saying, "Oh, he wants to be close to family, close to family." They left Hawaii to go to Alabama, so I don't think that was like really.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. As big as
1: people made it out to be.
0: Yeah, we were talking about like family. Like obviously, family's important, but it's not like it's not like me and you saying that. You know, they now have millions of dollars in their pocket. They can be with family within eight hours if they want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's how I feel. Shout out Trevor for doubting me, cause uh, yeah.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say doubt. It was just like a weird prediction. It was kind of out of left field. Yeah, there was rumblings. All right, and I, and I know there was um, whose tweet was that you sent me, where someone about saying the coach said that I'm bringing in a challenge or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. So that was actually a Reddit comment that I read, and uh, okay. then a then one of the quarterbacks on Maryland's roster said bring in a challenge. Coach said bring in a challenge, and I said I accept. I something like that, and that was like the red flag for me. That was like, oh god, Dick, he's definitely going to Maryland.
0: But so when you sent me that, my original thought was the uh, what the you know, that number one quarterback might be going to Maryland, and you said the same thing. You thought that it was also that for a little while too, and then you ended up texting me and said, actually, I think it's two. It was brother.
1: Yeah, uh, so- I'm actually I'm, i I changed my stance on that like, quickly, like you said. Uh, I'm um, almost positive wait. now that Kayla Williams is a. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a silent commit to Oklahoma because I went on Twitter just because I was like trying to see if he is going to Maryland, and bro, his in his Twitter picture is Lincoln Riley. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. and his I mean his uh, his crystal ball right now is Oklahoma. 100%. Well,
1: yeah, now I don't see why he'd go to Maryland. I mean, but yeah, just this his Twitter picture just being a picture of Lincoln Riley probably says like, hey.
0: He's probably going to go to
1: Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm probably going to Oklahoma, yeah. It'd be weird if it was Lincoln Riley and then he just didn't go there.
0: <laughs> that would be very weird. Speaking of Lincoln Riley, uh, he was out this week talking about uh, kids returning to school. As Gordon G came out, President of West Virginia said they're going to have football in the fall. He wants everyone back June 1st, players back June 1st. Uh, even if he has to suit up and play, they're gonna they're going to play. Where Lincoln Riley responded to that and said that uh, he would like to see the kids come back as late as possible. You know, that's another day that we could figure out more about the coronavirus. Another day we can get a vac- you know, closer to a vaccine. Another day of knowledge, which I see both sides. I really do.
1: Yeah, I don't this is like a political thing, so I'm not going to like go into my whole like details of the coronavirus. Obviously, I had it. Um, but I'm just going to say that uh, Gordon Gee is his name, I think. Gordon G.
0: Yeah, um,
1: that's a true football guy right there.
0: Oh, he's—I think he's seventy-four years old. He's 72 two years old, and he's ready yeah. to suit up and play. I mean, he probably would have been the best player on the field of West Virginia last
1: year. Not hard to do.
0: Uh, West Virginia uh, far far uh, our expectations though of them, because if you look, if you listen back to our Big Twelve prediction, me and you both were very low on the Mountaineers.
1: Oh, I mean they weren't very good, so it's
0: not. I mean, we all, yeah, we also put the floor for them at like very, very low. Let me look. They were, uh, what were they four wins last year? Yeah. So it, oh, they were weren't. five
1: seven. Yeah, but they were bad. It was a bad five and seven.
0: Oh no, I know. But I had them at two and ten. I think you had them at one or eleven, or vice versa. I, I think between me and you, we had them at three wins. We so. all right,
1: and they got five. So 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 they had they had two lucky games.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not much better. It's not like we had them at two wins and they won seven. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I don't I was trying to think of a fun comparison, but I couldn't think of anything.
1: All right. But uh, so really what this says is that Lincoln Riley hates football, though. He's not he's not the football guy we thought he was. He's I not. Think like, Lincoln,
0: he's, I think he's a he's a downtime guy. Well, he, I think
1: he's just not Sean McVay. Sean McVay breathes football. I think Lincoln Riley doesn't look maybe doesn't love football.
0: Or does Lincoln Riley hate recruiting?
1: Lincoln Riley hates when the season starts because that's one day closer to a conference ball playoff loss. Yeah. So that's what it is. The, the longer He's season starts, the longer he be exposed. Yeah, the longer the he could like recruit off the season and not losing in the playoffs.
0: So, I mean, I, I think Lincoln Riley just likes hanging out and he doesn't want to go back. Hey, you know, I can't can't blame him for that. Uh, yeah, I can't blame me though. I don't want to go back to work. I'm sure. I'm sure his paycheck's pretty nice for sitting at home. Why would he want to go back to work?
1: Yeah, he probably he's probably gonna take a 10% pay cut like everyone else. But um,
0: so the last thing and I don't know what this is yet. Uh, because oh. when texting me the uh the outline, he said something that I have that will wow you. I don't I don't know what it is. So this is a live reaction. So we will see if it will wow me or not.
1: All right, so there are 780 current FBS commits in the 2021 class.
0: Okay.
1: Right, are you ready for the stat? 41%.
0: High. What do you say? Even that number, I would not have guessed over 700 athletes in one class. Yep, uh, committed right now. That's 41% have committed to an in-state school. Oh. Now, how does that line up with other years?
1: Uh, okay, I, I don't know. I didn't count every year. It took me a while to compile the data. Um, so, New Jersey, 40%. Now, um, Iowa, 73%. North Carolina, 72%. Ohio, 49%. California, 49%. Florida, 40%. Georgia, 16%. 8 out of 50.
0: <laughs> Georgia's, <laughs> Georgia's low? Yep, no one wants to stay in Georgia. Everyone else wants to stay home, and these kids from Georgia are signing up to get out. Well, Florida,
1: Florida's 40%, but it's actually 31 out of 70. There's a lot of kids.
0: Kids are signing up to get the hell out of Georgia.
1: <laughs> 72% of North Carolina's recruits are staying in state. And um, there's one more that I want to talk about here. Texas. 54%, 66 out of 122 kids are staying in state.
0: Wait, where was that? Your mic kind of Texas,
1: Texas, Texas.
0: I I honestly think you could have stopped the first like the first stat when you said there were seven hundred and forty kids committed. That that blows my mind. For some reason, my head does not think that there's that many kids going into college football next year. Well, I
1: just wanted to say is that I think it's how many of these uh kids are committing just because they can't visit other places? Yeah, and they're just committing to what they know instead of like an evil that they don't
0: know. Maybe that's something that we could do. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that information. Maybe I'll go back the last three classes and I'll see uh-huh. of the top two hundred, top three hundred fifty, how many kids stayed in state. I mean, that's gonna be tough compared to my seven hundred and eighty. I'm gonna do three classes, so I'm gonna do a lot. Okay. It's going to be an all-night project. You guys will hear the results of this next podcast, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe.
1: I mean, it'd be interesting. But I was just saying, I wonder how many of these are actually just, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the number sounds like I would just like to see how it compares to normal. That's the only thing. But, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense if kids are committing right now because, one, they've never gone to the other schools. And, two, they kind of don't want to leave and go far away. Yeah,
1: which is – um, a certain coach that you have a love affair with. I wonder if it's a recruiting ability, or if kids are just committing because they feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, nice. that's something maybe. Uh, maybe I'll do some research into that. Really, not much going on. We're you know, we're trying to get as much information to throw out to you guys. But we're doing a lot of tweeting, getting your guys' opinion. Uh, obviously, we must be looking really hard for information because me and John are willingly about to take a. Uh, We're about to do analytics, and we are not big number guys normally. We are field result guys, but now we're going to be number guys. So you can tell we're dire for football that I'm going in to do an Excel spreadsheet type thing. So must be pretty dire times for sports. Uh, But like I said, next week, our next podcast, keep an eye out for when that's dropping because you're going to want to hear these statistics that I'm going to go out and find the information for. Probably going to find some groundbreaking news. All right, so that will wrap up. Keep your ears out, eyes open, everyone stay home, stay safe, and let's get college football back.